Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about inflation and whether higher interest rates will even help to fight inflation. When you listen to Fed Chairman Jerome Powell speak, he spends a lot of time talking about inflation expectations. In fact, he mentions inflation expectations as being anchored in virtually every speech. So what is this anchoring of expectations and does it even matter? Well, there was a paper published in May of this year by two economists who work for the Fed, Jay Sim and David Ratner. They wrote a paper entitled, Who Killed the Phillips Curve? A Murder Mystery. In order to understand the paper, we first need to describe the Phillips Curve. The Phillips Curve has been a long-standing workhorse model of inflation and perhaps the central model underpinning the Fed's monetary policy. The experience in the past decade puts into doubt the stability and usefulness of the Phillips Curve in predicting inflation and conducting monetary policy. The Phillips Curve attempts to describe the relationship between unemployment and price inflation. But the Phillips Curve failed to predict the stable inflation seen in the aftermath of the Great Financial Crisis. In September 2019, in the U.S. economy, the civilian unemployment rate fell to 3.5%, having fallen 6.5 percentage points since October of 2009, the largest drop seen in any economic expansion since 1950. And yet the inflation rate is measured by the growth rate of core personal consumption expenditure. The PCE price index has shown no sign of acceleration. In my opinion, there could be several explanations for this. Number one, there is real inflation happening underneath the covers, which is not being captured in the CPI metrics. That's one real possibility. And number two, the model for predicting the way inflation and the labor force work together is fundamentally flawed and doesn't track the real behavior of the economy. A growing number of economists and commentators of different backgrounds have gone so far as to declare the death of the Phillips curve. A former governor of the Federal Reserve Board summarized the difficulties in monetary policy in a world without a well-functioning Phillips curve. Fed Governor Tarullo wrote in 2017, and I'm quoting, The substantive point is that we do not, at present, have a theory of inflation dynamics that works efficiently well to be of use for the business of real-time monetary policy making. The sociological point is that many, although certainly not all, good monetary policymakers who were formally trained as such have an almost instinctual attachment to some of these problematic concepts and hard-to-estimate variables. Well, Jerome Powell has also been quoted earlier this year as having said that they don't have a solid grip on inflation. The paper by Ratner and Sim focuses on building a theoretical model in which workers' bargaining power determines the slope of the Phillips curve. They argue that the missing inflation puzzle is due to the collapse of workers' bargaining power, and that has in turn left the slope of the Phillips curve nearly flat. The idea here is that the Fed needs a financial model for inflation that links to employment. The current one doesn't work, so instead they're going to try and tweak a broken model to see if a change in the algorithm will help it explain how inflation works. The theory behind the Phillips curve is supported by two schools of thought neither of which, in my mind, actually addresses the cause of inflation. According to the Fed, the dominant view, called monetarism, which includes New Keynesians, asserts that money or monetary policy controls inflation. The second school of thought, called conflict theory of inflation, mostly developed by post-Keynesians, contends that inflation has a real root rather than a monetary root, and the cause of inflation can be found in the class conflict between capitalists and workers. The conflict theory starts in the recognition that workers together with capitalists constitute stakeholders of the companies that they work for, and they have claims on production through trade union power. 
Well, if you're using a model to predict inflation, and the model tells you to use monetary policy, such as raising interest rates to fight inflation, you would hope that that model actually is connected to what happens in real life. And if not, the Fed is raising interest rates to win the fight against inflation in a computer simulation, but not in the real world. The relentless focus on the model, which has not proven to reflect reality, is an insane way to manage an economy. Raising of interest rates will cause countless bankruptcies and will likely fail to affect the variable that they're trying to control. The problem is that you never hear the Fed chairman speak about the money supply. There's literally no mention of the money supply at any Fed meeting. What happens when you increase money supply and there's a scarcity of goods? Well, if you follow the laws of supply and demand, it's obvious. Prices will increase. Buyers will bid up the price until they get what they want. It happens in labor markets, it happens in commodities, in real estate, and even concert tickets. If this show is sold out, some fans who really want to see the final concert will pay above the ticket price to see the show. And that's what happens when there's excess money and a shortage of supply. Inflation is the result of too much money in the system and not enough goods. Will higher interest rates reduce the demand for debt? Well, sure they will. Higher interest rates will reduce the amount of new debt being issued by the commercial banks, but it will not make the existing debt disappear, and that's the flaw. Once debt is issued, it's a claim on future earnings. It's a one-way street. You can't just retire debt without those future earnings. If the rate is variable and the leverage is too high, it's a path to insolvency, rather than merely suppressing demand for goods at higher prices. It's tragic that we've given so much power to people with so little expertise to positively affect the outcome. So here we have governments, the world over, fighting inflation with higher interest rates and at the same time subsidizing higher energy prices. It's a bit like fighting fire with gasoline. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.